everybody, Sean Sewell with the Agreement.com podcast, coming at you from Monkey Headquarters South with my man Monkey Dan. Good to have you on the show, Dan. Good to be here. It's been too long, man. It has since our last Monkey Escapades. Yeah, I think we did. Uh, we did two uh, Jones Pass we trips, did. right? Okay. Uh, two split boarding slash Monkey training sessions and one camping. Mm-hmm. Winter camping at that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to put that link in the in this video uh, description. You're doing handstand push-ups on the monkey bars in the snow. That's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> that, was pretty, that was pretty epic, man. I, uh, I love that. That was really fun. Uh, the, the soundtrack you put on there was really fun and funky and the monkey oh, sounds. Yeah. It, was, it was good. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, it's just, my thing's always been, I like balancing out the, you know, your split boarding. I feel like I just like that full body. Mm-hmm. Uh, comprehensive day, you know. Oh, for sure. So I like to round it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we kind of uh, were amusing for the people in the backcountry skiing and splitboarding community, like two goober monkeys on splitboards tie a monkey to a tree and right. go to town on right. it. It was awesome. Yeah. The first day of the snow was amazing, like one of the better days of the mm. season. Mm-hmm. And I, it's very evident in that video where it's hooting and hollering and having a good old time. Day two, we hit it a little bit early, a little crusty, a little, oh, yeah. little hard to turn in. Yeah. So we had an even bigger workout that day. Yeah. So that was that was worth it. So you have been up to a lot since I saw you last. Yeah. Yes. A few things. <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> Family life as well as business. So uh, which should we start with first? I mean, the most pertinent thing is Monkey 360, I think. Monkey 360, nice. This is on Kickstarter. Yeah, we'll launch on Kickstarter September 10th. We think it's our best product yet. And I think the best way to summarize it, it's a core and cardio trainer all in one. Mm-hmm. Well, and listeners, I actually was over at Monkey Headquarters and I uh, saw Dan go through um, a workout and it is very awesome. It is, uh, I'm impressed. Thank I'm excited you. for the world to see this. Thank you. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Do you want to talk a little more about what it focuses on and yeah. what it's comprised of? Yeah, so it's, 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 a, it's a sphere shape with a special grip we made. So one of my favorite strong first terms is irradiation. Yes. So we want to make this grip so you have to grip it. It's not like your standard, everything, if it's a dumbbell, kettlebell, all these things, it's this kind of same handle. So we wanted something different. Mm -hmm. So we made this grip that has a little bit more of a pinch to it, but you can still really get into it. So one, there's this irradiation grip. We made special bands that have an elasticity to the sheath so they can stretch longer so they don't bottom out. That was impressive when I saw that. Yeah, that was that's game changer. Because I, I, uh, I learned the hard way on that. But, <laughs> um, and then yeah, you know, as far as the training, like the evolution was, you know, we wanted to do something that was more powerful, dynamic, rotational. You know, mm-hmm. our our existing products, Monkey Bars, Pocket Monkey, they're kind of they move in a different plane versus 360 is a lot more rotational focused mm-hmm. and it's a lot more cardio as well. So when you add in this jumping as well as the twisting, it jacks you up quick. Yes. Um, and the other, the other kind of inspiration for it was stand up paddleboarding. So oh, yeah. I love that stroke, that just trunk flexion standing, it's just great core workout, great arm workout, full body balance. So there's kind of a little bit of that influence as well. With a lot of moves you're doing this kind of stroking, mm-hmm. So, sounds funny to say, but you're, do, you're doing this kind of stand-up paddleboard motion, and um, just the range of motion you're going through—it's just—it's so much different than than how you really move in daily life. It reminds me more of being an athlete, where you're you know playing hockey, playing lacrosse, you're doing these big, powerful rotational movements. So I'm super excited, and I think it's just 
it's a little bit more scalable as far as you can tone it down and do a little bit more basic stuff or if you really want to get wild for lack mm -hmm. of a better word you can really tone it up so huge breadth of opportunity and um, I'm just I can't wait for September 10th I am excited for you too <laughs> this is awesome and so speaking of the breadth of adjustability there will be interchangeable cores right what are those called yeah the bungee so you oh the mass core yeah. yeah so you can you can change the weight of both the bungee mm -hmm. as well as there's a weight you can add so the bottom of the monkey 360 unscrews you pop in what's called the mass core it adds weight and especially anything you're pulling up or laterally across it's it just it's gas on the fire so yeah it's true you know uh, I was watching you use it and I saw the video and I can't wait for the public to see the video when the mass core drops and the, the bass drops. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, the two, yeah. It's worth, for the music alone, it's worth <laughs> yeah. seeing. It is really cool stuff. Um, in the band, that was very impressive too because as a trainer myself, I've broken many uh, resistance bands, even the ones in the nylon sheath. So um, your, your concept and your product is really going to shape you. lives. Thank That's you. Pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I like that you're talking about the transverse rotation, you know, because a lot of people, especially if they're in CrossFit or, or just plain lifting, they're in one plane of motion, basically. Right. And they're trying to add in some other planes of motion, and they hardly ever touch that third plane. Yep. And so I'm glad you're addressing that in an athletic way, not just like loading it to load it, but loading it in patterns that mimic real world activities like stand up paddleboarding right. or, or uh, chopping wood like we were talking about earlier and right. stuff like that. It's, it's functional, it's real. Right. It's cool stuff. And you know, I have this theory that back, I think it's very um, anecdotal. I don't even know if that's the correct term to use, but I have this theory that that rotational element is gonna be beneficial for back pain mm -hmm. as well. So I'm curious to see what people think and you know, just developing that musculature again that that's um, involved in those rotational movements. I think it's just something you're kind of a standard American worker where you're at a desk or you know you're not you're not out chopping wood or plowing fields you know you're 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 not training a lot of muscles that you probably should be so well, for hopefully sure. this can help people here in Colorado going to shovel snow right exactly yeah yeah I mean I just you know and you know having a daughter now it's like I could see you know I'm on the ground with her rolling around wrestling throwing her around and you know I'm doing all these movements that because I train in a certain way I think they're not challenging yeah. but I could see someone that you know doesn't have mobility or isn't training in all these different movement patterns how you know it could really affect your your life in all these ways you wouldn't have thought of so oh for sure you know and on your your podcast uh, which I recommend you guys check out too a few episodes ago you mentioned watching your daughter and the movements and the, the great patterns that she has like all babies come out developing good skill sets right and we, we have three nieces and a fourth one on the way well my great joy is, is spending time on the ground with them and just studying their movement patterns and I'm not the only person in the world to think this you're sure. not like great cook you know I met, met him before when I was doing my FMS uh, he's all about that watching his kids like what a great squat pattern what a good hinge what a good roll what a good crawl like all these patterns that we lose as we're sitting in you know, our school desks, our desk jobs, driving our cars. And so to, to tackle those patterns and, and make them more effective and utilize tools like the Monkey 360 and stuff to, to get people back to where they should be. Right. So they can function better in life. Right. And to, to do it safely. Absolutely. It's so funny, you know, watching, I, when I see her move around, I, I see like yoga moves. You mm -hmm. know, I see her going to like almost a pigeon type pose. Mm -hmm. I see here the way her shoulders are rotated when she's crawling. Just all these little things like, oh, 
So that's where this kind of normal, natural human movement comes from. Yeah. That we just, you know, we've just kind of um, convenienced away. Convenienced away, exactly. Yeah. I like that term. Yeah, I think you should definitely write that one yeah. down. <laughs> I've never heard it put that way, but it is that's some good copywriting. Yeah, convenienced away. Yeah, it's just you know, it's it's just interesting watching her squad, and then you know, when I was training um, folks a few years back, just how limited different mobility or movement patterns were that that I think are taken for granted so yeah and you know I, I like that uh, as we get older people do take it for granted for convenience you know sure. like you mentioned um, I've had the privilege of working with a lot of different populations who don't have the convenience and the ability to use uh, our, their limbs you know some right. are partially paralyzed some uh, just horrible stuff has happened to them so yeah, the things that you and I get to do are it's amazing to love those patterns and share that love of fitness with the rest of the world. It's, right. it's really infectious. Right. Good stuff. So um, September 10th, Kickstarter. Um, we'll definitely have a link below for that. Cool. And um, besides like, the Monkey 360, let's talk a little bit more about your other products. Yeah? Yeah, so go ahead and shoot for that. Yeah, so what we have currently going on yeah. is we have Pocket Monkey and Monkey Bars 2 as well as the Isocore. And the oldest is monkey bars too they're classic they're basically mm -hmm. a smaller portable version of rings it's a straight bar it's got a tapered grip sean and i use them out in the mountains just tossed mm -hmm. over a tree did full body workouts post split board session i keep them in my car so when we're road tripping i'll set them up to my roof rack and just do some rows maybe some core work and um, they're super versatile so monkey bars too two independent anchor straps they also have uh, detachable foot straps so you can do more focused core work little bit more you can do they're a little bit more unstable and you can do a little bit more advanced exercises whereas pocket monkey it's it's, in your, it's a gym that fits in your pocket um, single anchor point a little bit more challenging to do the more advanced exercises like dips and muscle-ups but if you're using it at home off the side of your car where you have this kind of single anchor point and you're leaning your body weight back it's awesome super simple super easy to adjust we have a cam buckle there's an outdoor anchor I keep with me at all times mm -hmm. And uh, it also comes with the carabiner, so you can just quickly adjust in and out. And uh, Pocket Monkey, we make it right down the road here in Colorado. That's awesome. And um, we have aluminum grips, so they're super durable, super strong. And um, we actually ink, we combine the foot loop into the grip. So you basically just have to rotate the handle in and out of the way, and they're good to go. So do you have smart. a pocket monkey? No, I don't. Okay, well, I have a bot. You won't leave with that one. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'll put it to use yeah. uh, tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have. The, I purchased your very first monkey off of Kickstarter. That's right. Yeah. Um, I actually got three of them, and I gifted two of them away because I love the wood handles. And then I, the monkey two. I have two or three of those. Mm. And those are in the truck. I know we're just in my truck looking at all the crazy gear from Patagonia and MSR and all the stuff that comes out next year. And beneath all that was two more monkey. Okay. Monkeys. So they're in there. Uh, next to the mace. Oh, <laughs> the his, his truck's like a toy chest. <laughs> it is. I, I love oh, it. Epicness. Yeah. I opened up like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do today? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah, a good time. There's a guitar in there. I mean, yeah, it's a kid's toy chest. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot the Isocore. Yes, Isocore. Isocore is kind of like a mini 360. Um, the band weights don't change, and really, it, the training is also important. So Isocore training. Mm -hmm is more isometric and focused. Mm -hmm. So you're doing these pauses, these holds, it's more slow, it's like you're moving through honey. Slow, smooth, controlled movements. I like that, moving through honey. So yeah. you're doing like static holds yeah. with isometric. Hold, slow, swings, all that. Mm -hmm. 
360 is the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's like gas on the fire. You know, it's, so it's more of a higher intensity. Higher intensity. Using a time instead of reps too. So That's right, yeah. So the app will, we have the Monkey app now. It's out in App Store. It's available on Google as well, Google Play. And um, basically we'll build the Monkey 360 training on top of that. What we'll do is we'll change the reps to a timer. It's a totally hands-free experience. You don't have to touch it so you can grab water, do anything you need to do and just stay totally focused in your workouts. So we're, we're, work, we're really focusing on that short, intense, high octane workout. It's not meant to totally ruin your day. It's meant to, you'll feel it, but maybe you can do something else later, a few other things later. That's kind of what we were talking about. That's mm -hmm. kind of our new thing, this micro workout concept. Oh, I love it, yeah. On your podcast, you touched on that. And um, <laughs> it's very serendipitous. The, the, the concept you mentioned, the leopard. I mean, yeah, leopard, right. It's actually in this book from Pavel, and in that book, <laughs> I'm quoted in the book on page 43, and the audiobook version came out uh, yesterday morning. Okay. So I have a recording of Pavel saying my name in his you know, beautiful Russian accent. It's a uh, highlight of my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And for if you're not super deep in the strength conditioning world, Pavel's like, you know, he's like the CEO or the king or the yeah. whatever you want. He's at the top. So... Highly respected, highly revered guy. So to be uh, quoted by him is props to Sean. I mean, that's thanks, congrats, man. man. That's it's, it's that's a dream come true. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Oh, thanks. It's it's testament too to the to what you've come across um, is you know grease and groove or working in those micro right. workouts, right? Right. Where you don't have to uh, spend forty five minutes at the local gym getting crushed. You, right. You can train smart right. using uh, time like you're using your your Monkey three sixty and working through different energy systems and treating yourself with love and respect and making the most of your time to spend with your family and right. doing things you love. Right. So that's, that's where my head's at. It seems like that's where your head's at. And I'm hoping a lot more people catch wind of that and improve their quality yeah. of life. Well, I think that's where, that's kind of where we're heading with our products, the past as well as future. But, you know, there's such, it's such this American thing of we're so stuck in this hour-long gym workout where you, you've got to be in a pool of sweat or else you didn't, mm -hmm. you're not doing any good. And, you know, reading, listening to podcasts and just kind of examining myself for the last couple of years, especially the last year since becoming a dad, it's that the stress mm -hmm. that over, it's a, it's a, I think we're in this chronic overstress pattern and exercise is just making it worse instead of better. You're absolutely right. You know, actually, I wrote a paper about this two years ago using heart rate variability. So okay. a very accurate measure of like stress. I even did some uh, uh, C-reactive protein test really? with blood. Yeah, I was okay. like, mine was really high. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to re-examine some things in my life. But uh, utilizing that information and training smart, I was able to get the heart rate variability up into the 80s and 90s, which right. is really healthy and happy, right? That means not only can you go have a great workout session or training session, but you can handle some major life stuff. You can go, you know, we have nieces, like I mentioned, you can go hard at the nieces all weekend long, or you can handle some stressful thing at the job, or, you know, life happens, so you got right. to be able to, to handle it. And so if your workout took you out of position to handle life, then that, that's not productive. Totally. Yeah, so I wish and I hope and I think the people, especially here in America, will catch wind of this and adopt a more open mindset that crushing it for 45 to an hour uh, and being miserable for a few days after is not sustainable health practice. Right, so. right. Well, and I think, I think too, it's just, it's adopting this attitude of, 
it's squeezing every drop of movement potential out of your day. So it's taking the stairs, parking farther to walk to your office, mm -hmm. um, doing, you know, 25 squats if you go to the bathroom. Just, I, I, it's that accumulated volume, I think. Yes. Really, I, it all counts. Everything counts. It does. You know? <laughs> I like they were talking about this earlier. Um, I could pull up bar, I have a pull up bar in the house, and I'll just do two or three here and there, and it adds up. Oh, it, yeah. It teaches the pattern correctly, and that way you're not, if you're training to failure, you're failing your training, right? So I like to like train to like 80%, right. and then leave a couple reps in the tank, right. and go to something else, and right. come back to it, and just and do it good again. Right. So, um, yeah, I like your theory. Plus, you're playing with your uh, almost year old daughter now, you know? So yeah. that's the best part, right? Yeah. Uh, and then squeezing in some reps of that over here, or just, you know, I, I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. It's sustainable. Yeah. Well, I've got like, I've got my kid routine, my baby <laughs> routine. So it's like, you know, I'll do push-ups, play with her for a second, then run over to my pocket monkey that hangs on my bathroom door, mm -hmm. bust out some rows or maybe a little, you know, minute plank. She'll come over, steal my watch. <laughs> and it's, it's just incorporate, it, instead of resisting and trying to, you know, fight against the current, I'm just changing what I'm doing to fit into the current situation. So, yeah, I, I, I really think so much of fitness is just mindset and mm -hmm. your perspective versus, you know, what, the what definitely matters and, you know, looking through the quick and the dead here and, you know, you guys have got some stuff dialed tight, which I need to, I'm stoked to read this thing. Yeah, but, it's, a, it's a fun read. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, even to just going, I, I'm, I'm definitely, a person that goes more by feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just part of, you know, I've been training at a pretty high level since I was, you know, a freshman in high school. Yeah. Um, so I just, I think I know myself well, but if your training age is relatively young, I think, you know, what you guys have in here is awesome. And I'm stoked to read it so we can do it for some monkey training. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that too. And, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen in the podcast here, Monkey Dan is extremely fit and extremely healthy. Trust me. <laughs> so when he goes by his perceived exertion, his RPE basically, that is a very legit way to go, especially for somebody as well conditioned as Monkey Dan. Um, on the way here, my wife asked me if Dan would have his shirt off for the podcast. His shirt is on, for record. But it might come off later when we're training. <laughs> I like. Uh, I just noticed your shirt's half dome. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. I. Uh, this is a local company here in Boulder, Kind Designs. So like, okay. They're all mountain ranges, right? Cool. And recently we did a free solo giveaway, and I saw your picture of. Alex. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have Alex's harness, black diamond scented crag bag, backcountry.com sent a bunch of gear. Hana one from Wyoming says a bunch of supplements. Okay. It was such a success, and so we're gonna do more giveaways and. Also, it's a very good movie. Okay. Have you seen oh it? yeah, dude, it's amazing. He. So I was climbing in Yosemite. This was in 2011. This was a while ago. Mm -hmm. But he passed me. I was like a thousand feet up on a feature called Middle Cathedral. It's basically right across from El Cap. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, not not exceptionally difficult, but you know, it's a big high route. And uh, I just happened to look down, and Alex Honnold's fiddling with my gear. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, what the hell, man? Yeah, you know, yeah. like you don't mess with someone's gear. But uh, I, he, he was trying to help me. I, I had a piece that was kind of like um, pulling the rope, causing drag, but yeah. I just stepped wow. on this ledge and he just cruised on by. But then it was weird because later on he was like down and over more because his girlfriend was climbing a kind of parallel route. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like Spider-Man, it was crazy. <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He's... I don't know anybody has had a chance to climb around or with yeah. Alex messing with your gear. That's really cool. Yeah, it was wild. And I also, I was on, I spent the night on top of El Cap, same year, when him and Hans Florian did a speed record attempt. I think they missed it by like, 
it was less than a minute. I think they missed it oh. by literally like 40 seconds. Oh, that's, but, uh, that's humbling. We rappelled off maybe 100 feet so we could see them. But I, can, I, I climbed El Cap two years ago. It took us 31 hours of continuous climbing. It was, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I bet. Still. And, uh, you know, watching them do it in under three hours is just, it's crazy. It's crazy. They're, yeah. Ten times faster, and you're extremely fit person. Yeah, but I, their technique. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Practice, practice, practice. Right. Recently, I heard a saying I'd never heard before, and I love it. Practice makes progression. Right. Yeah. yeah well, that, that's another thing I think I've been thinking about this more recently. Is I've been I personally have been very focused on the effort side, mm -hmm. but I think there's like fitness skill or fitness mm -hmm. practice that I think is often overlooked and. You know, especially for like for products like Monkey Bars and Pocket Monkey, where there is a little bit more nuanced technique. Or mm -hmm. Sean was showing me the mace, which I which is awesome. It's a fun. I can't tool. wait to make a monkey mace. <laughs> yes. Mark my words. Oh, it's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. But you know, there's so much skill involved with this stuff that again, it's that accumulated volume that it doesn't always have to be your heart rate's jacked through the roof. And you're, no. So you're gonna change the world, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Well, speaking of things that you obviously accomplished, climber, uh, splitboarder. We splitboarded together yeah. quite a bit. And you were a park ranger. I was a wilderness ranger for three years, and I was a wildland firefighter for two years. And when I say years, it's really seasons. Sure, seasons. But um, yeah, I worked in Sequoia National Forest, which is kind of southern Sierras, and then I worked in Yosemite for about a half season. I get the government shut down. So my funding got cut, so I just oh. went to Yosemite and did my job for free, which is pretty cool. Wow, way to give back to the- Yeah, it was fun, you know. They, um, they took pretty good care of me, and you know, you got to live in Yosemite for three or four months, so that was awesome. And then I fought fire up in Montana. I was based in Montana. We actually went to California, to Oregon, and then all over Montana. And uh, you know, I was fresh out of college, mm -hmm. just, ready to rage just wah, just, ready. <laughs> just you know you'd show up at the fire cache we had pt for an hour so my what buddy is PT? uh physical training okay yeah sorry about that physical training so my roommate monkey dave actually he's uh co-founder of monkey is he up in montana still he's in montana now so we have monkey hq north but him and i fought fire together after college and then he went to the peace corps which is a whole nother there's just a little tangent there's epic shots of him like in this mud hut squatting old car parts and he was jacked <laughs> just like lifting concrete and eating super good the food over there is amazing super clean where was it over there he was in uh, ethiopia wow yeah i've had ethiopian food it's oh good. yeah my sister-in-law is actually ethiopian she's they're coming here next weekend it's my favorite it's so good i love eating with their hands too yeah yeah <laughs> it is um so he's yeah. the Peace getting jacked. So up he's the Peace Corps getting jacked, but before, you know, we'd wake up and lift in our backyard in Montana. Then we'd go to work, work out for another hour. Then we'd go out and, you know, you're doing manual labor. So we'd yeah. go, you know, if we weren't fighting fire, we would go basically chainsaw, you know, thin units or, you know, go fix a sign or just do random kind of forestry projects. So it was like, you were just going, you know, and you're 23 at the time. So you just could go so yeah. hard, but um, I'm glad it was great. I'm very lucky to have been able to do that. It was an awesome, amazing experience, but I don't know about the longevity of it no. <laughs> as a career. It sounds more aggressive than being an NFL player. <laughs> like yeah, career. it was full on. 
Yeah. Well, and then, you know, Wilder, I really, I did really enjoy Wilderness. The problem with that is when you're like 25 and single mm -hmm. and you're in like a pretty remote wilderness area, it's just, you get a little lonely. I would have bet. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was, you know, I had an awesome time. I basically got paid to go backpacking. Mm -hmm. um, we were doing a lot of uh, survey work. So we would, they gave us an old map and we'd basically, myself, when I say we, me and a few interns, we would go like try and find these old trails to see if they still existed and map them. And then uh, did some search and rescue, very kind of basic stuff. Did a few helicopter rescues, did some fire. Oh, wow. um, I would say assistance, just with um, lightning strikes and, mm -hmm. you know, if there, there ended up being a fire in actually both wilderness areas I worked in. So just, you know, making sure people weren't like hiking into the belly of the beast type of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was wild times. You were forged. <laughs> That's a crazy, awesome story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were forged in the, in the fire, man. Hard. So we like to say, you know, our company, we like to say we were born in the wild, you know, mm -hmm. for, for, you know, we are, we make fitness products. We like to say everyone else is born in the gym. Monkey is born in the wild. Oh, I love that. Oh, <laughs> I do my best to spend this least amount of time in the gym and most of my income comes from being in the gym. Right, so I'm like, right. all right, people, let's get out of the gym. Let's go yeah. outside. Um, well, you, every time I see you, you're always up doing something cool. I try, you know, I'm very fortunate. I uh, probably three days a week at least I get up there. And I, I have a lot of people I train who want to go do those activities. Okay. Uh, so very fortunate. Again, like I don't train anybody that wants to get more muscular. Mm -hmm. I train people who want to enjoy life more. They want to like, oh, we saw the hike. Uh, can we go on the hike with you next time? Right. Of course. Grab a sandwich. Let's go. Right. I train this married couple. And he's a bow hunter as well, like like you. Cool. And um, his wife and him wanted to get into backcountry skiing, so I went through proper education channels. And then I found a great day. Took him to the line I took you to. Okay. And uh, they had similar experience with powder time of their life and we went and got burgers and beers afterwards cool. and that's that's why I train people like to get outside and enjoy those our beautiful mountains but recently I did an article with a, a flatlander you know stand up paddleboarding and triathlons and tough mudders and all those things that are fun to those kind of people so yeah outside that's where it's at right so I love that you guys were born literally in the Peace Corps and fighting fires and right like that's very awesome right well and I I totally forgot to mention so my first season as a wilderness ranger, I was I went through a program called the SCA, Student Conservation Association. They basically partner students with the land agencies. So I got partnered with Sequoia. I was it was in between my junior and senior year of college, so 2007, which is crazy to say now. That's 12 years right, ago. Right, <laughs> right. It's wild saying that, but um, so you know, and I was still pretty green. I backpacked a little bit, camped a little bit, but I really didn't know much what I was doing. But I was an athlete in college, so you know. Summer was always this important training time for me. Mm -hmm. And so once I got out to the wild, kind of where we were going to be working in this wilderness area, I built this gym out of like logs and rocks. I made a pull-up <laughs> bar from tree branches. And, you know, we'd go hike all day, cross-cut squat, then I'd go back and squat. You know, I had like these different log lengths and uh, diameters for yeah. weights and just had a bunch of rocks I could lift and press and throw. Built a dip station. <laughs> um, I do pull-ups with my backpack on my back. And uh, I just, looking back, it's like, man, I wish I would have had monkey bars back then. You know, it would have been, sure. per been the perfect thing. So you built your gym around the monkey yeah, so bars. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, so that was, um, which it's kind of interesting because, you know, I tr lived, worked, trained in the wild for this summer. And then that next year I ended up 
getting a starting role. I basically rode the bench all through. I actually got cut my freshman year of college. Made the team my sophomore year. Basically rode the bench a few games into my senior year. For lacrosse? Lacrosse. Okay. And, um, you know, we weren't doing super well, and they finally, you know, after exhausting all options, they finally put me in, and I did well, and then ended up basically starting the rest of that year, and I actually got a scholarship to go back for kind of a post-grad year, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Wow. Like, that was like being a pro athlete, basically. Yeah. You know, because you, you only had to take nine credits. And, uh, <laughs> it was like half time. Oh, it was great. Yeah. yeah. That was, um, I was really fortunate to be able to do that. So, yeah, basically, I finished my senior year of college, went and fought fire in Montana, and then went back the following spring just for a semester. So, wow. it was cool. So you literally are forged in the mountains and the outdoors, and you have a fanty for transverse rotation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's the perfect 360 is perfect for like you know if I would have had it for hockey and lacrosse, yes. you know, it's per- it would have been awesome. Yeah. So totally. Better late than never. Well, there's the dream is manifested now. Twelve years mm-hmm. later, the perfect tool for lacrosse and hockey. Yes. Anything we rotate. Yeah. Well, and other things too, obviously, but for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating, Dan. Well, uh, this is so fun talking with you, as it always is. You'll. Uh, very high energy and very enthusiastic and very passionate about what you do. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that too. Well, the snow will be falling here probably, oh dude, two months, less than two months. Oh yeah. So we'll have to get in those mountains again right. and shoot some crazy wild videos of the Monkey 360 and go split boarding. Oh yeah. I actually got snowed on in Rocky Mountain last weekend. You did? We were climbing oh. up um, in the Longs Peak Cirque. And we got snowed on during the first pitch. Oh my gosh! Well, that's that's crazy. But <laughs> good for you. Was your wife and daughter with you too? No, no. This was uh, I went with this. I definitely would not take my wife and daughter. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Uh, well, you recently did though, right? You went to a camp. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I just um, we just did our first backpacking trip. We did two nights as a family with our sub one year old daughter. She did. She's she did awesome. She had more fun than anyone. <laughs> All eyes were on her, yeah. making sure she was having yeah. a good time. So, and it, you know, I encourage people, you know, it's, it's work for sure, but um, I just, I don't know, it's not that bad. Stoicism. No. Ooh, stoicism, <laughs> I like this. Yeah, uh, I noticed you are talking about that recently too, and um, I've gone through some stuff this year, and stoicism has gotten me to like, function and get through it, and just like, right. compartmentalize and just function, and like, it, it really helps. Uh, I think probably too with your firefighting background and a lot of probably stressful events you've probably been in, stoicism would definitely help in that capacity. Right. Um, but camping with kids, a lot of people, a lot of our friends are, yeah. are, have kids and so we love it when they, well next weekend we're going camping with a couple of them, they're going to bring their kids, two of them this time. Okay. And so it's fun watching the process and we're happy to help out too, you know, like it's, yeah. beautiful, it's a beautiful process to get people outside and then bring young ones outside and watch their curiosity and like what just trying to fathom what they're thinking and feeling and experiencing right and trying to make it good like okay let's make them comfortable and feel loved and supported and then everything else is like secondary right? yeah and then uh yeah it's beautiful so we're looking forward to doing that and i'm excited that you got out with your daughter yeah. and your wife that's that's the meaning of life right yeah like, just being outside with loved ones oh yeah it's like you know i i think i think too you know the kids they're pretty tough mm-hmm. they're they're, they're not, she's not soft. Good. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I just, I, you know, I'm not, I don't want to encourage people to be negligent, but I think you can also over, there's like the opposite side where you can be too, um, well, we all know, you can be like, you know, the overbearing or helicopter, whatever you want to call it, but, mm-hmm. you know, 
they're, they're going to be fine. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I grew up in Nebraska and it pretty much was like they gave me a house key and I knew where the refrigerator was and I'm like, all right, whatever. Right. The, the lights turn on on the street, you should probably go home. It's simple. But uh, we were at this two-year-old birthday party last weekend. My wife and I don't have kids yet. Obviously, we have nieces and we're going to have kids in the future. Cool. Uh, and uh, But it was fun watching different parenting styles. There's yeah. no right or wrong way, but you just saw the ones that totally got or chill. They had their beard and like, yeah, it's fine. Right. It's a boo-boo. It'll be fine. Right. Uh, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So kids can't yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Let the wild <laughs> be their teacher. Yes. Right? <laughs> don't let them drown, but like, just let them get scuffed up and play in the dirt and eat dirt yeah. and shit. That's, oh, yeah. that's totally fine. Well, Dan, I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me at Monkey Headquarters South. Uh, it's, it's a cathedral in here, as you can probably hear in the, the sound. Uh, and it's always a pleasure seeing you working on what you're passionate about. And uh, thank you for your time and, and being on the show. Thanks for having me. Monkey on, everyone. Yeah, monkey on. Hey guys, it's Sean Swith and Gimmit.com. Stay tuned for uh, upcoming reviews of MSR, Patagonia, North Face, and tons more on next week's show. I'll have links below to the Monkey 360 Kickstarter, uh, as well as I'll try and find that video of Monkey Dan and me splitboarding and him oh, doing yeah. a handstand push-up, because you need to see that. It's really entertaining. Until next time, guys, take care.